morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back. Welcome back to another Porsche Cooled podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things Porsche, chat about all things Porsche. Uh, Steve's going to be with me shortly. Steve's my co-host on this podcast. My name is Michael Bath. You guys know me already. Um, been a busy week, as usual. Uh, managed to get another owner's stories up for you guys, which came up on Tuesday uh, with Barry from the UK talking about his uh, 991.1 GTS. Uh, good to chat with Barry. You should listen to that one if you hadn't haven't heard it already. Um, but let's get Steve on the line. Let's chat with Steve. Uh, Steve is waiting for me on the other. He's waiting for me on Zoom, so I just let him into the room and we can start chatting. So welcome back, guys, and uh, let's get on with the podcast. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Porsche Cool Podcast. Um, hi, Steve. Hi, mate. How are you going? I'm well. I'm well. Steve and, and I were just chatting off. I was going to say off camera, but we're chatting off recording just then to work out what we're going to talk to you guys about. How's not so sunny London? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Actually, um, someone asked me last night um, hmm. how it was here in lockdown. And yeah. it's like, well, Canary Wharf is a ghost town, you know what I mean? Because, it's, yeah. because it has, because it's all offices and all, no one's around, it really is weird and all the shops are closed apart from the supermarkets. It really does feel weird here. Um, What's that so like, um, that film, 28 Days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the zombie flick when they emptied out, um, is that Trafalgar Square or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Really eerie kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, it feels a bit like that. I mean, even when yeah. we went to the supermarket yesterday and we're walking, um, we're walking through and it's like, you know, because all the shops are closed, it's just weird. And because it's always so busy in there, like, you you know, you've been to that centre in Canary Wharf mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you walk through there and it's just like, there's just no one. <laughs> it's like the peak yeah. time of the day and there's just no one. I yeah. don't know. I can't get used to it. So mm. before we get into it, Steve, before we get into this episode, Steve and I are going to talk about a few, oh, well, one main thing today. We're going to talk about hunting for Porsches uh, and buying, not necessarily buying tips, but just, um, what is it, Steve? It's not buying tips. Oh, what no, is it? just stuff around it. Stuff around <laughs> buying a points Porsche. points of view. Yeah, points of yeah. view on buying a Porsche because we're always thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You know, I was getting tempted every day. I got tempted this week. Um, before we get into it, though, Steve, we've got... Um, mm. Shout out to the new Porsche exclusive members, uh, Porsche Cool Porsche exclusive members, uh, Porsche Cool exclusive, you can join on Patreon. Porsche Cool exclusive is about $5 US a month, five euro, something like that. And basically, what does it do, Steve? It supports the podcast. It helps us uh, keep talking. It keeps, <laughs> helps, keeps us, helps us keep chatting about Porsche. It is eight o'clock in the morning here, so I'm still a bit, I, I take a long time to wake up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Porsche Guild exclusive. Uh, you can join it on Patreon. We have two new members this week, Steve. We have Ralph, uh, and Ralph was the guy that Go, I sent you. Ralph is uh, hi, Ralph. Ralph is from uh, living in Singapore. Uh, I think he, I think he's Dutch. He's in Singapore. He used to live in Hong Kong, and Ralph is the guy that said he wants to buy a Porsche a 911. He hasn't got one yet. Uh, Singapore mm-hmm. is very, very expensive. For people that know Singapore is very expensive to own a car. Um, Steve knows about it, but it's very, very expensive. Isn't Hong Kong as well? Because I don't think Hong Ralph Kong... mentioned something about having some pretty schmicko, like a C sixty three or something before that as well. But I thought, I thought Hong Kong um, car prices weren't exactly cheap either. Mm, maybe he can tell me through Patreon what what the difference is. I thought Singapore was more expensive. Singapore's more expensive, I know for sure. Um, but um, I thought Hong Kong wasn't actually cheap. Yeah, I remember a girl that we work with there when we were there in when we're going to do mm. something for Gardens in the Bay, and she had just bought a Jaguar. And I can't remember, she told me the price of it and it was insane how much it was compared to the yeah. price in Australia. It was just one of those sedan jags. 
but it was a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. So he bought a 1M in Singapore. And I think which that is was awesome. An, which is, you know, and you, you speak highly of the 1M and you're going to get another one, I guess, one day. <laughs> if my wife lets me. She, she baited me, I think I told you, she baited me the other day in sort of, when, we, when I had it, she wasn't that kind of keen on it. I took it sort of to um, a couple of manual driving lessons in it. And then um, since I kind of got rid of it to propose to her, um, yeah. occasionally she just slides into the conversation that she quite liked that car. And then like the other day, she kind of went one step further and sort of said, oh, you know, maybe if you kind of get one again after we, you know, sort of find our house to live in and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I wonder if she's just kind of baiting me. Don't leave it too long, though. You see the prices are still going up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's a great car. Yeah, and a, and if you don't know what a 1M is, do a search for it. Um, it's a really good car. Mm. Basically, it's one of those cars that if you bought it, you really haven't lost that much money through depreciation either. Um, they really I haven't. I think they've, they've they gone keep back going up. up. Since I sold mine, I think the values are actually kind of sort of slightly kind of crept up. So Yeah, I mean, Chris Harris has one in the UK. Chris Harris, the car presenter. Mm. Um, Zuckerman mm. obviously has one. They both have black ones. Zuckerman's is chipped. I think Chris Harris's might be chipped as well. I'm not sure. But he raves about yeah, I it. I think he's got Litchfield um, stuff on his. Yeah, he raves about it. I saw some post on Instagram the other day that he was raving about it again. Anyway, um, mm. Ralph's got one of those. So hi, Ralph. Uh, the other member for um, Patreon, Porsche Cooled exclusive member, is Peter. Go, Peter. Uh, I'm not sure where Peter lives and I'm not sure what Peter drives. But thank you for joining, Peter. Much appreciated. Um, so like I said, if you want to join, I'm flat today, aren't I? If you want to join Porsche Cooled Exclusive, just go to patreon.com uh, slash Porsche Cooled or just search Porsche Cooled. It's pretty easy to join. Um, and like I said, it's $5 a month. What else? What else? What else? Uh, owner stories. So did you listen to the latest owner story, Steve, with Barry? From I did, the UK? Uh, with Barry. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, Barry sounds like a really nice bloke. He is. Like a- his... Um, the one question I was sort of wondering if you were going to ask him <laughs> yeah, was, I well, maybe you did. Maybe I kind of missed it. I, I was listening forgot. to while I was driving around today, but um, uh, was, does he miss his 997 after, now that he's kind of moved into his GTS? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. I'm going to answer for yeah. you, Barry. I don't think so. I did ask Barry if he was tempted to keep the 997 with the GTS, which, you know, obviously financially people, you know, you can't do these sort of things. But he (laughs) did have a bit of a crossover because he bought, I think he bought his GTS in in February. Um, Yeah. If I'm wrong here, Barry, excuse me, but bought it in February. And I think he sold his 997 a couple of months later. Um, But I think Barry is, 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 you know, is is a great example. Like he... I think it's just a really good... And and the thing about Porsche Gold Story, Steve, as you know, it's just, it's Mm. just we're just normal people, you know wanting to buy Porsches and wanting to have the best Porsche we can or Porsches or, yep. you know, one or two. And we're not like these crazy collectors that have heaps of money like Zuckerman and Spike off Spike's Car Radio or those sort of people or Seinfeld. We're not these sort of people, right? So it's always a compromise. But, yeah, you wish. But um, the thing is, I thought Barry was good because Barry actually, he, he was on the search for that GTS for a year. You know what I mean? Mm. And this is like yeah. your point of view, you know, in a way. It's like you're on for you're searching for a year. So I don't feel so bad, you know, looking for this 912 or looking for a classic 911 now because I've been looking for so long. Um, oh, no, not even when you got into your 997. That wasn't sort of like a quick exercise. Yeah, that but it's like... like a reasonable amount of time. I know that, you know, with Ajma, it was like, you know, he looked and he, he bought it straight away. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also the thing where you look for this period, but when it comes up, it still comes down to the same point, like... 
even if yes. it is a quick, you know what I mean? You have to be ready. Yes, yes, yes. You have to buy it straight yep. away. Like Barry said, it came up at his local dealer close to him. Yep. Yep. He went there and then he bought it and then he had to juggle his yep. funds to pay for it. And and that's how yep. it is. You know, you can't let it go because once it go, once it goes, that's it. Yep. So, you know, I thought the story, I thought he was, Barry had a good story and he's got a really nice car yeah. too. And I think it uh, mm. looks great. And he's got that uh, photographer friend um, who I tagged on the photos yesterday on Instagram and I can't remember the name now. Um, mm-hmm. who did that really cool photo of his in New Manchester there with the backdrop. Right. So yep. I think that's a great photo. Um, so check it out. Mm. I'll put that photo on Porsche Cooled, I think. Porsche Cooled, yeah, Porsche Cooled Instagram. Head over there and have a look at that image. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else, mate? So that was Owner Stories. Um, I'm doing another Owner Stories Oops. this afternoon as well. I'm doing another recording with Greg uh, from cool. New York or New York area. So that's going to be for next yep. Tuesday. Talking about cars and looking at cars just very quickly, um, I started looking at mm. 912s again. You know this already, Steve. <laughs> As you do. Yep. I know Nick, who I t- Nick, my friend in the UK. I've also sent him the link to it. I just, I just started looking again and I shouldn't, you know, because I feel like I'm still, my hands are tied a little bit. Uh, but I found mm-hmm. that slate grey one, yep. which is, that's my air conditioning clicking. If you can hear that noise, sorry about that noise in the background. It clicks as our air conditioning is broken down and now... So the slate grey one was £59,000. It's very, very cheap for a fully nut and bolt restoration um, because Revival 912 have have a similar car with red interior and they've Mm -hmm. got it listed at £79,000. So So I know this... what's wrong with it? Nothing's wrong with it. I just think it's because the other ones at Revival 912, they're both full nut and bolt restoration. The slate greys with the black interior, in my my opinion, is a better looking car because of black. Has it gone yet? You sent it to me. You sent it to me a couple of days ago. Has it already gone? Like at that no, price, it should fly out the door, shouldn't it? You think so? It's still there. I sent it to Ajma mm-hmm. last night. I sent him the link. He was he thought it was pretty good as well. Yeah, right. You know, because when you think about what it costs you to to get that car to that point, you know, and if you're buying a car for thirty thousand pounds, it's I know it's another twenty nine thousand pounds, but It'd probably cost you more than that to get it to that point. Like it's got the right green shocks. It's got it, even underneath looks so clean in that car. Mm. And then there was a Polo Red one. I'm not a big fan of the Polo Red, but that one was a really good one too. Also serviced by that one was serviced by 912 Revival, which is um, you know, yep. the expert here in the UK. Yep. Uh, that was a Polo Red one for forty six thousand. I didn't mind that. I showed that to Tasha, my wife, last night, and Tasha actually thought that was okay, even though I'm not a big you know, red scares me. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it actually looked okay, that one. And then there was a really nice metallic red one. Uh, the metallic red one was £65,000, which was more than the slate grey, but it was mm-hmm. in central London. Um, I'm not sure if the metallic red was a factory colour. I didn't send you the link for that, Steve. I should have sent you the link. It's actually not bad. I was ask you, is, um, back in that time, when, when were metallic paints introduced, I wonder? They, had, they did have some metallic paints, I think. I, th- hmm. I don't know, actually. I'm not 100% sure because I, I only saw that one afterwards and I, I don't know. I, I, I looked on 912 registry just to double check. I always double check to see if it's a um, – I'm trying to find the link now and I can't find the link, of course. Sort of like an original color. I'm not 100% sure if it's the original color. Um, hmm. Why I'm pausing here, everyone, is I'm just going to send Steve the link quickly so he can see this one. But I'm not sure if it's the original color, but there's a few up there. I mean, they're there. I mean hmm. – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I mean, you know, the ones in Wales, actually, the grey one is actually in Wales. So it's not, it's not close. But you'd yeah, almost, right. I don't know, I'd almost, if you, if I was willing to give up the money, I'd almost 
bite sight unseen, which we're going to talk about in the episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about, you know, whether you should that buy a car, whether you should buy a 911 sight unseen. That's the Polo red one. I just sent Steve the Polo red one because yeah, I haven't sent him that. But there's the me- metallic red one, which is this one. Oh, I quite like it. If anyone's I mean, wearing just one. visually. The Polo red? The Polo red oh, is, is not that. Is that the link you just sent me? Is yeah, and that's in pretty yeah. good nick too. That's had a lot of work. And then the second one I sent you, Steve, is the metallic red one, which is in central London. The guy wants a bit too much for it, I think. 65,000 pounds, which is a little bit high. I'm quite partial to. Oh, I see. Tasha really Polo likes it. better than the metallic red. Tasha liked the metallic red. You like the flat red better? Yeah, it looks a little bit more, and I'm no expert, I have no idea, I'm just talking out my bum as um, from an aesthetic point of view. Um, uh, that sort of deeper metallic red, I kind of equate to sort of more like an 80s BMW. It's yeah. sort of like, it looks a little bit like Arena Red, which was the 993 Turbo kind of colour. It does. And that car doesn't say it's matching or whatever. The Polar Red one is a 67. Yeah. It's a 1967 912 in Polar Red. It's got chrome bumpers in it on the front and the back, which I'm not 100% yeah. sure about. But I think as a car, I mean, I'm not a big fan of red. I mean, it's got a black interior, which is a, which is a, which is a bonus. It should have black. It's got the right steering yep. wheel, the button steering wheel, the hockey puck steering wheel. The interior is in quite right. good nick. Uh, you can see it's got a replacement fuel tank, which is really important in 912s that the fuel tank has been replaced because a lot of times you have to replace it. Um, right. I'm not sure if the lights have been upgraded. I know in Australia you may have to upgrade the lights when you bring it in, which is about two thousand Aussie dollars for the for the headlights. Just the is that from um, left hand to right hand drive lights? Is yeah, that what that is? I think so. I know that guy who's got the sand beige one for sale had had that he updated the lights and it was over two thousand Aussie. But the polar yeah, red one's not bad. I think period wise, yeah, I think like f- for the car the nine twelve. I'm not a big fan of red cars, but I think a little car like the nine twelve kind of works in the red. And I don't hate I like it. it. I mean, it might look nicer if the if the seats had gingham through the center, you know, just to bring it up a little bit, maybe. Yep. Um, but that's what I've been looking at. You know, I haven't made any decisions. I've been told I should take the slate gray one, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I looked at storage prices in London too on the off chance that I could keep it here and the storage in London seems too expensive, so it's a bit scary. Right. But anyway, uh, did you watch, speaking of 912s just really quickly, did you watch um, Ajmal's latest I video? I did. I did. So, I did, I Ajmal, did. good work on that one. It's a, it's a funny video. You, the looks on your face when you first get in that car and you start driving it. And I'm, I think you're very brave. And I said, I think I said to him last night through Instagram that you're very brave to drive that with no seatbelts. I like the honesty. <laughs> no seatbelts, uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't look that sort of super sketchy kind of thing, but um, to try to film something when it's, it, it, when it's sort of like maybe you're made in voyage and you're not kind of that familiar with everything, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'd, I don't know. I, I've never kind of tried to do a YouTube video where you sort of film yourself as you're driving. You, you told me once that it's not as hard as you think, but I still would imagine that it's quite distracting. So It's not that hard because you, if you're not looking at the camera and you're just talking, it's just like you're driving and talking. You know what I mean? Like that part mm-hmm. of it is okay. Sometimes I think in a car it's easier. But, you know, the thing about that is left-hand drive. You're not sure how reliable your car is. You're hearing noises you didn't think it oh, yeah. had before. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can imagine the feeling that you would have. Uh, Ajmal was flat-cap driver, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about. If you go to YouTube, it's uh, flat-cap driver Ajmal. So give him a subscribe if you go over there. He's got a really good channel. He's really straight up easy. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm still a fan, a even watch. though even though after watching that, he hasn't turned me off it yet. I like the Instagram mm. post actually just very quickly. It's like the little thing, Steve, that you buy, like the little mm. um, lever that you open the rear the rear uh, mm-hmm. uh, lid for the engine. 
Yep. Ajmal's one was painted in the same as the body color, and I think it was broken, and then they painted over it, so it looked a bit dodgy. He replaced that with the proper yeah. black one. And it's funny, right. you know, that those little things are what we're a little bit, we're all like that, you know. It's like the first time you get a cut, yeah. it's like, what can I do quickly that makes yeah, yeah, it my yeah. own, you know what I mean? What can I yeah. add to it very quickly? And I thought that was I great. I think I pretty much... You know what I mean? The first like thing you... Mine, what was the first thing you did when you got the GT3? What did you do? Very first thing. I hated I hated the fact that the um, the door um, sill was scuffed, you know, like the black plastic thing. Yep. So I went straight to Porsche South Centre, Sydney South, <laughs> got Sarah Nash to kind of get me like a new one of those and I unscrewed yeah. it and put it straight in. And it just... It's just that funny thing where you kind of go, it looks so shit and looks like... Yeah. It, I didn't do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as you kind of make it like brand new, it feels like it's yours. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, a really weird thing. Yeah. It's like watching Nick Murray on the latest video he did in his 993 Cabriolet and he, he bought the mats. Yeah. You know what I mean? You buy the new yes, mats yes, yes. and the mats make a big mats difference. Too. It's just the little things, right? Yeah. It yeah. makes you just... I, I think for me, the first thing, you know what the first thing I did and I bought it straight away like i think even before i bought the car or just when i picked up the car as i bought the new the, air conditioning the unit. switches yeah yeah conditioning unit i bought the whole unit remember yeah. i thought no yeah, yeah. i can't deal with that that's that's the yeah. first thing that has to go and then when i got that changed over it's like ah oh, it's back it's perfect yeah you know? so much better perfect yeah. i just yeah. couldn't stand looking at it um but yeah so i thought that was quite good um what else steve what's happened the week how's the uh how's mm. the mccann has it been mccann has it been fixed yeah so I dropped it in, uh, so it wound up being probably same price, if not maybe a little bit cheaper to pay out of pocket as opposed to go through insurance. Oh, shit, I've got to ring the insurance company and retract the claim. <laughs> um, oh, so, so you're, pay, you're um, paying, oh, sorry, so you're not doing insurance at all? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope, because the way we've geared our um, insurance, this is my wife's car, is that, um, and actually all my insurance, I deliberately make the excess quite high rather than sort of going with a standard $500 Aussie kind of ex- excess. So what's your excess? Um, 1500 Oh, right. Well, because then you reduce your premium sort of down um, quite a bit and then I just kind of go, well, the catch to it too is that like I suppose... Um, as soon as you kind of have a little scrape on the front or rear bumper of your car, that's a thousand dollar, eight hundred to a thousand dollar exercise right there and then. So, yeah. you know, if I do that, then I'm just going to pay out of pocket rather than because, as I was banging on about last um, last podcast, is that um, it's not just the price of your excess; it's the effect that it has on your premium the following years. So, um, so the repairs cost you a little bit more than the excess, then. Yep. And um, the going to guy that has worked on my GT3 and many other cars on numerous occasions, they're really good. I quite like them. He's going to fix the the repairs, and then he's going to um, machine the lips. The on the uh, my wife damaged one wheel, but he's going to um, just tidy up all four wheels, which okay. is how we kind of bought the car. Oh, that's good. But um, but it's on the wheel arch damage, wasn't it? Wheel arch and back door. Which is a bit tricky yep. to fix, right? It's not an easy fix sometimes that when it gets into um, that panel. Well, he knows his stuff, so I'm kind of hoping that. Um, sorry, that was my um, messages. Um, uh, I, I trust him. I know he knows his sort of stuff. Like he he's not replacing the door; he's just going to um, fix it. So yeah. You know, so cool. well, that's good. At least that's out of the way. Another thing not to think about. Another thing not to worry about. So when is it in there now? or Is it going in? 
pick it up tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, so it's done. I dropped it in on Monday. Yeah, um, I won't say who it is, but I thought it was kind of funny because it was, I dropped it in on Monday. Why don't you want to say it? Ro- oh, because of the story I'm about to tell, which oh, okay. is... <laughs> On, um, I dropped it in on Monday morning. It uh, was raining on Monday and I sort of said to him, oh, how long is it going to take? Because Pete told me it was, you know, three or four days. And the other guy sort of said to me, uh, yeah, look, uh, it could be a little bit longer because if the weather stays like this, then um, he said, with a car like this or one of your cars, we won't paint in this kind of weather. Um, he sort of said, like, if we get a Kia or something like that, we'll paint it, but we're not going to do it to something. <laughs> we're really? not going to do it to a Porsche. So, yeah. Wow. That's good um, to know. Yeah. It helps. The, the the power of the elite, I call that, the power of the elite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's all good, but um, car's ready late tomorrow, so... Um, That's good. Yeah. There's nothing worse than, you know, as long as it comes back and you'll get it back with all that nice... Um, when the car in Bahrain, when that Audi came back from the smash repairs, oh. it just full of all white dust. They didn't even bother cleaning it. It was just everywhere. I had to wipe it down before I could sit in the car. No, yeah. <laughs> in oh, Australia, mate, they won't do that. But in Bahrain, they just leave it. Every time I get a car back from a smash repair, no, no matter how good or bad they are, there's always that sort of slight dusty overspray feeling. So I always detail my car afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think you um, have to. And find that that's a pain in the ass. But Can we talk about your uncle's cars? Can we talk about what he's yeah. sold to buy what he's just bought or you'd rather not talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it before. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he listens to this and I won't get too specific, but... Um, so he had two cars. Yeah. Well, he's got a few. He's got a bit of a collection of cars. He's got right? tons of cars. But he had two yep. cars, uh, which he sold recently. What were those cars, Steve? Um, he sold his F430 Ferrari yep. um, and he sold a the first generation M2 and um, and he was hinting to you that he wanted a Porsche, that he was going to get a Porsche, and he did his usual that he normally does with you and surprises you. Yeah, he likes to surprise us all. So not that <laughs> what it's not not that it's it's actually become very predictable. Um, he's cool, my uncle. He's just like I've talked about him on the podcast many times. Um, so you've you've driven the car now, or you've just seen it? Yes. No, no, I, went and, I, I saw him today, so he, he messaged me last okay. week. so tell everyone what it he is. He messaged me last week, um, so I knew, he'd, I, I knew he was on the hunt even though he didn't really want to sort of um, confess it as such. Um, and then he messaged me last week and said, oh, I've, I've gone and bought a 991.2 Carrera S. Right. Um, so turbo. And he'd had, uh, yeah, the turbo model. Turbo model, yeah. Uh, um, so, in the past, he's had a. He's the one that had the eighty-six Carrera three-liter, I think it is. Yep. Then he had a nine-nine-three. He's had numerous yep. Boxsters, and then he he swapped his nine-nine-three for a nine-nine-seven point two. So he's. I would I would have actually said that he's a Porsche guy. He had this kind of one aberration where he wanted to go and try a Ferrari, but he's actually like a G- German kind of car guy and a Porsche guy. You know, majority of the time. Well, yeah, so nine nine three, nine nine seven, and now nine nine one. Yeah. Um, him kind of coming back to the fold is not at all surprising. Um, yep. And I think it's um, like he's seventy five now. I think. Oh, right. Um, 
It is. It it suits him. Like in terms of it, that whole thing of sort of being like a more practical, like everyday kind of performance car, like sports car kind of thing, where you've got the combination of being able to kind of you know go touring and, yeah. but also have a bit of a have a bit of a blat and have fun as you're kind of doing it. He's still you know got that fire in him. So to appreciate it. So what it's exactly? A good, did, it's what a good exactly did he buy? Uh, so it's. Uh, night blue, which I'm assuming it looks pretty, pretty similar to what I knew as midnight blue midnight in nine nine three days. Yeah, I think yeah. it's almost the same. Um, it's a nice color, though. Really, yeah, really nice color. Um, it's got um, a tan interior, which I didn't really. When he told me, it's like, oh, that could be a bit, bit on the nose for me, or not to my taste, but. I don't mind it. Um, the light colour tan or the dark colour? Is it the really yeah, light? Yeah, light. It's, I think, I'd, in, again, I might not be using the right um, descriptor, but I, it was what I remember as sort of being cashmere. So, so like it's a bit more creamer. Kind of, it's a bit like cream, yeah. creamish. Yeah, I know the colour. Yeah. yeah. Rather than sort of Louis Vuitton sort of tan. Not that. It's not that. It's kind of more neutral and lighter. What, what's um, Louis Vuitton tan, mate? I don't know what that is. Yeah, sure, you don't, mate. <laughs> what colour? What colour is the steering wheel? Is it is it the same colour as the seats, or is it black? You know, sometimes um, the tan no, interiors yeah. have black steering wheel, and some have the tan coloured steering wheels. Black, oh, and that's what makes it work. Like it's um, the upper parts of the dash and everything are kind of black in the steering wheel, so it, oh, it's okay. sort of a little bit two tonish and. Yeah. Well, the one thing that really actually ties it in quite nicely is the top part of the dash, like in front of you, the horizontal bit that runs all the way across. Yep. The deviated stitching is in like the matching cashmere uh, or tan or whatever color nice. it is, which is quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, for the record, that's my. F- I really like that that two tone interior, which is like what's in the hmm. 993s. 993s had them in the you know they had that yeah, tan and black, yep. but I like that split split color. I think that works. When you've got that full cream dash and wheel, I think sometimes for me it's a little bit too much for me. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't mind the light coloured seats. I think the light coloured seats are night blue is quite nice. So how are the specs of it? Is it well optioned or? Um, I didn't. It, I asked him, and um, the bits that he just sort of lightly kind of touched on was it's PDK, Sports Chrono, and um, PSE. Um, which were the things that he really wanted, which I, you know, uh, I agree with. They're, they're the options that I'd want. Um, it's only got a thousand eight hundred k four-year-old car, but the wheels are quite good too. Um, it's the sort of you know like the BBS mesh motorsporty style yeah. kind of wheels, which yeah. I don't think um, are super common on um, you know sort of nine nine ones. Not that right. I'm a nine nine one expert, um, but I really like those, and they're. Sort of that um, uh, sort of grey, sort of like your wheels, the platinum yeah, type. Yeah, the platinum thing. finish. And the 991.2, when you've got Sport Chrono, you don't get that Sport button in the middle dial. Any, you don't get the Sport button in the middle dial anymore, the Sport Plus button. You just get the little uh, dial on the steering Matino wheel. Thing. The Matino thing yeah. on the steering wheel. Is, is yeah. the 991.2 the one that has wet mode or is that in the 992? No, that's 992, I think. 992 has wet mode. 991.2 yeah. doesn't have wet mode, does it? No. I don't think so. And... I'd, like aesthetically, I don't really like the look of the Manatino thing on the steering wheel. I'd prefer that to sort of be somewhere else. But um, by all accounts, it works really on, well, though. By all accounts, it does actually work yeah, really well. Yeah, he new, liked it. The new system. Yeah, and I kind of put it in sports mode. I took it for a spin, and um, 
you turn the kind of um, knurled dial to kind of change the different modes, but there's also like a button in the middle of it. Right. And the button is sort of like an overboost, like push to pass type thing where oh, it okay. kind of gives you 20, 20 seconds of um, sort of extra power. And How um, did that I feel? I didn't have a go. Oh. I didn't have a go of that bit. How's the sound go um, in the, with the different modes? Did you try the sound? Could you hear the sound of the exhaust on the different modes? Yeah, so look, um, surprisingly... Um, I think I may have said this um, on the podcast before, but I've always sort of had this um, perception. So, uh, sorry, I've never been in a 901 before. I've sat in one like in a yep. showroom, but I've never driven one. Um, I always had this perception that, you know, just sort of like with BMs and um, Mercs and everything that um, newer cars are just kind of getting so luxurious and cosseting that they're sort of a little bit more detached and... I always sort of thought that maybe that's how I'd feel about a 991. Right. Um, but I was actually kind of surprised. Um, this one's got sport exhaust and it sounds quite good. It's got like all these nice little, the end, the, the basic engine note, like when you're kind of, um, even if you're not fanging it, um, is, you know, like it's really 911-ish. It's kind of still got the same tone. Um, right. It's got a few kind of built-in sort of, crackles and pops like a burble tune when you're kind of on the overon when you lift off yeah um, because this is a weird but, one for you because you're one you're not mm. really a big fan of non naturally aspirated in the 911s mm. and it's a turbo because the point two yeah and it's i'm guessing it's pdk as well yes um yep. so those two things alone but you thought it was you were actually pleasantly surprised when you drove it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's got... Um, I even said it to my uncle as we were kind of going along. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this, this is cool. Like, um, I'd sort of... This sounds... I, I'm slightly dramatising, but I reckon all cars are getting so good that I sort of feel like they're all converging. Like, you know, the difference between, like, a BMW or a Merc or whatever, like, in terms of the top-of-the-line ones, they're all so good that they sort of feel the same. And I was yeah. sort of expecting that... Um, this might feel a little bit like a really good AMG or a, a Merc, but the bit that I'd sort of um, thought was like, no, no, it's it's still really 911 character in terms of the sound, the feeling of it, um, the steering. The one noticeable bit is that... Um, Does that have rear-wheel steer feels, or not? Those uh, models? There was an option, right? Oh, and that's one thing I should have asked you him. You should is ask him, standard? actually. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. You should ask him, actually, because I'd be, you yeah, should I'll drive it again and see how you... If, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people him. say the rear-wheel steer is really good, right? People Big actually difference. say it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, um, the one thing that's sort of being pushed out of it um, was that thing that you read. I noticed it moving from 964 to 993 to 997 um, is that the really light steering feel and the kind of jiggliness at the wheel, like mm -hmm. that kind of chatter that you kind of get, mm -hmm. um, yeah. that is gone. Um, well, and I look, I only took it for like a maybe a half-hour drive kind of thing. But what you get in return is the car feels so planted. You know how when you jumped into my GD3 and you sort of said, man, this thing feels like it's so stable and yeah. planted and yep. squat. Heavier and... You get, the, you get that feeling with... Um, sorry, you can hear um, my baby running around in the background. Um, you you get that sort of really sort of stable feeling um, that it just feels so planted through kind of sweeping bends and stuff. But right. 
you lose the sort of lightness of touch in terms of like the jiggliness of the wheel. Which, the was a, wheel. which was a criticism when the 901 came out, wasn't it? The steering. Uh, I can't quite remember. Assisted, yeah. the assisted steering. I just want to make a point about the PDK though, which, which you just brought up mm. because it's interesting how you, what your thoughts were on it. Um, because I yeah. remember going back to number two of owner stories when James from Auto Amateur was on and saying how yeah, yeah. that he just loves the PDK. Like the PDK is just fantastic. And yeah. Barry this week as well you know, said that, yep. you know, he went from a manual 997.1 yep. and he went to the PDK and he said it's just fantastic as well. So, yep. you know, people who have had manual cars and they go into the PDK and are not disappointed at all with the PDK. Do you think you would be, after driving this car, and I know you only drove it very shortly, would you be, you think you'd be disappointed if this was maybe not your only 911, but would you be disappointed with the PDK transmission? I still wouldn't do it. You still um, wouldn't do it? No, PDKs are not for me. Just because, like, I know it's not the same thing, but, like, the McCann's um, PDK, it's a really good box in terms of, compared to every other kind of automatic car that I've driven, um, I understand why people like it. And, it, it like, um, I know you're not asking this, but it suits my uncle to a T in terms of um, he's a bit older and all of that sort of stuff. But I just, I still wouldn't do it because I just like the extra control. I like right. the even though I can't heel and toe and all of that sort of thing. I just like, you know, kind of choosing my gear and all that sort of stuff. And I know you can still with paddles and everything, but it's just still not the same sort of um, experience to me. So right. as good as it is, I still wouldn't do it personally for myself. Okay. I, okay. I understand why other people like it, but... Yep, good to know. Because um, I know that, yeah. um, you know, Nick is looking at GTSs and I think he wants to test drive a, a PDK. So I'd be interested to know his feeling on the PDK as well, coming from a manual um, 997 Carrera 4S, whether or mm. not he thinks he can get into a PDK as well. Um, I've never driven one, so I don't know either. So I'd be curious. So, so like, I'd be really curious if once you kind of jump into a PDK, if uh, you, how you sort of feel about it. I just reckon it's just a personal yeah. kind of choice thing. I mean, I've driven um, the paddles on the ML in Bahrain and that feels terrible. Not the same. And I drove, I drove the <laughs> paddles like on it. the Q7, the earlier Q7 in Bahrain when I had the Q7 and that was better. Mm. But the Q7, I think is still, for me, that old Q7 is still 100% better than the Merc ML. I mean, I would buy the Q7 yeah. over a Merc ML. It just felt better. Um, it's more me. I mean, though. I know this is... Slightly skewing it. Like, I understand the notion of, um, you know, like a GT3 RS only comes out in PDK because that's a track thing and, you, like, having paddles means that you've got one less thing to think about. So, yeah. like, if you're going purely for lap times, I completely understand the notion of that. And if I was on the track, I'm sure that that would actually apply to me. But right. I just enjoy kind of, you know... Um, Shifting, you know, yeah. shifting. No, I do too. Shifting gears myself. I like it when I'm braking um, as though I just feel like I'm safer in a manual. I always feel like I'm not 100% safe in an automatic car when I drive. Well, that's when I'm driving yeah. SUVs. I just don't feel, I don't feel yeah, like I'm controlling the car enough. I don't know. That's just me. Yep. Maybe it's different with PDK, but that's just how it is in, in normal autos. Um, yep, I agree. What else? Uh, so, yeah, it was, I, I've got to say, like, I was actually... Uh, not not shitting on the cars or anything, but it actually surpassed my expectation. I had this kind of thing that I was thought it might not be as characterful and it might be a little bit sort of boring or whatever, but not at all. Um, right. Uh, the, 
That's good. The ultimate question, though, is that if it was my money, I don't know what he spent on it. But um, have they come down much in value? I don't even. I don't no even idea. look at the values. Of the point two. I think they're still quite high. I still think they're close to two hundred k in Australia. They're pretty high. Yeah. Okay. So, like, pretend it was two hundred k. Like, I don't know what he paid or whatever, and I'm not. Um, don't want to sort of do the rude thing, but um, pretend it was two hundred k. If it was me with two hundred k to spend, I would still um, prefer my car, like a nine nine seven GT three, over that um, for my purposes. Yeah, we might get to that in a second about the GT threes from that video we watched last night. Um, mm. So you did the wheel arch guards, you said. You told me something about the wheel arch uh, guards. You you changed them over or not? I pulled. I had black ones. Um, I had black um, film over my rear wheel arch things, and yep. I had them. Peeled off and replaced with clear again. Did you do that <laughs> the black yourself? Black ones only lasted about an hour, uh, a year. No, I that. took it to um, Aussie Cozzy, Android Aussie Cozzy. Aussie Cozzy, um, what's that? Never heard of it. He's the um, PPF guy. You know, uh, you've asked about PPF before. Yeah, but there's some other shop that I've linked. I've got it on my Instagram that Porsche use, that a lot of people use, that is apparently really well known. I think he's in Castle Hill. I think they're in uh, Castle different Hill. guy. I think I know who you're talking about. But they're yeah. quite. There's a few of them that are Porsche. Up. I think Porsche South Sydney use him for the full GT2 RSs they had in there, and I've, I've seen it on the. I think it's in mm-hmm. Castle Hill. So it's Aussie Cosy because I want to get. I'm thinking about you know, I want to do some when when I can get back to Sydney. I want to. I actually do mm. want to do a couple of really long drives. I've already mentioned it to Tasha. Like I want to go yeah. either north or south or both. Like and put yep. like a lot. You know, five thousand kilometers on the car minimum. Yep. Um, yep. But I want to get the front bonnet uh, PPF beforehand. I'll intro you to Andrew. Like he did my 993 like ages and ages ago. Um, and as I sort of said to you, I won't sort of bang on about it. But um, I think he did a good job for you know the time and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I have a feeling that the technology in the film has moved on so far that um, you know it's quite different. Like when I went in there, um, this was last week to kind of just have them quickly done. Where is he? A dude rolled up in his nine nine seven turbo. Oh, okay. No, sorry, nine 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 one point two turbo. Right. Um, cabrio and was having it done. Like there's some pretty, there's some very nice cars that kind of go through um, Andrew's shop. Whereabouts so, is he? Um, Ataman. Oh, it's in Ataman. Okay. That's closer. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, I think the other guys in Castle Hill. I have got it. I'll send yeah, you a link. I, I think I know it. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think they're quite well known. Um, yep. So that's that. That's good. So you've got you've got the clear ones on again because you wanted to change from the black. So you're not going to go back and to the black. No, well, I've got those magnetic black ones from Magna Graphic on order. Oh, okay. Um, so hopefully, I have to they chase expensive? them actually. Mm, no, uh, sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think by the time you ship it to Sydney, it's like 120 bucks or something like that for a pair. So, so Mag- pretty... Magna Graphics is that company in is in the US, right? Yes. In the US that Steve mentioned before that do all the, um, if you want decals for your 911 or Porsche and they're magnetic. But they're, they're not, magnetic. They're not, yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not um, 3M decal or anything. They're not stick on. Yep. So they're quite easy to change. I think it's quite a good idea for the guards, actually. I'd be interested to see what yours are like because maybe then I could get a set for my car. Yeah, well, because <laughs> I, I know you talked about it and it's like, well, if I don't like these magnetic things, like you can have them. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> but like uh, when you read up about it, I think I touched on it before, um, it sounds pretty good, like pretty kosher. The only, the only thing was that um, the size of it, they're slightly shorter than the factory kind of template because oh, really? the bottom... 
the bottom of your wheel arch kind of starts to curl back around on the um, okay on the sill, and um, the magnetic things are better on sort of more flat surfaces. Oh. Apparently, I wonder so how like if you want to throw work. like a racing number on your door or on your bonnet, it's perfect. But um, the more contoury the bodywork is, uh, apparently you sort of want it to be flatter. Do they have the circles like on the Speedster? The cir- yeah, white circles. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get one of those? Yeah, yeah. Get one of those. I actually thought about it. Funnily enough, did you see? I'll just wait and see what this is like. Yeah, you should. Did you see? Sorry, mate, for interrupting. Did you see the mm. guy in? I think he's in Melbourne, and he's got a boxster, and he's made it look like the Speedster Heritage Edition. Have you no, seen that I guy on Instagram? <laughs> I'll no. send you the no. link. I laugh, but it, no it kind of looks okay. No, it kind of looks good. good. Or no kinda, good. It kind of like you look at it, and go, hang on, that's not a Speedster. What is that? That's a boxster, yeah. and he's done it like the boxster, the silver with the white, the whole Heritage Edition look. Uh, and I really like that heritage look, but I mean, I think I've said this before, you know, like the car guys, that Damien, the UK car guys, yes. what he's done to his um, spider, it just doesn't look right to me. No, it doesn't look right. I saw someone else like, on Instagram that had a, that had the, sorry, that had the heritage edition with the white and silver. And I think yeah. they were talking about getting it. Who was this? Someone who's quite well known on YouTube and Instagram. They were thinking about going to Topaz okay. and getting the Topaz skin done on it and getting it changed colour because oh, they okay. said they got sick yeah. of the heritage already. They've got sick of it, you know. Yep. But I don't know. I quite like it. Yeah, what were you going to say? I'll get really sort of art directory on you, but um, like that um, car guy's one, like the type that he's used, like for the numbers, he's put 72 in the white sort yeah. of spot and he's stuck it on his doors. It's yeah. not right the size of it, all of that. Well, you've got to get those details right to kind of make it look yes. good. Otherwise, it just looks cheap. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't like um, it. Anyway, so. A um, couple of other things we think you should look at. What should we? What should you look at? You should, if you haven't seen it already, uh, Porsche Road mm. to Le Mans, Le Mans uh, on YouTube. Yep. Correct, Steve? With Michael Fassbender. Yep, with Fassbender. Um, yep. The actor. Uh, season two is back on. I haven't started watching season two yet, Steve. I watched season one from you telling me about it, and I really, really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, it's about season two weird. is just as good. Yeah, so tell people what it's about, so you know what it's about. Ah, oh, it's just Michael Fassbender, the actor that's been in many things. Um, apparently, yeah. he's got a big schlong. He learns. <laughs> I said I wouldn't mention that, but <laughs> I don't know why you mentioned I, that. He learns how to drive. A, <laughs> what are you doing? He learns. <laughs> he learns how to drive. I a, haven't seen it. Wasn't he in that? He's in that film about Sigmund Freud. No, I think there's some scene in it where he goes full frontal. I don't know. In um, that show, he makes you feel like you should be going to the gym more. That's all I know. Um, but um, anyway, sorry. Like he's um, he's joined up with um, Proton um, Racing Team, not Proton the car brand, but the racing team. That's a Porsche racing team, and he's basically training himself up to kind of go and race at Le Mans. Yeah, it's really the, interesting. And the first season was really good, actually. I enjoyed it. Mm. The one was good. Second season is just as good. Like um, I won't give it give it away, but um. It's just like the trials and tribulations. He's pretty kind of humble. Like, he obviously knows how to drive a car, but then at the same time he's kind of going, well, fuck, like, you know, <laughs> I'm no. racing against sort of like top-tier kind of people in a, is it an RSR? I can't remember what, what um, like he stepped he stepped up a model of, um, of race car. So, um, yeah. like, it's full on. And, you know, like his co-drivers um, are like top tier as well. So, I mean, the first season was good, you know, seeing him improve and seeing him make the mistakes mm. and getting annoyed. And he made a lot of mistakes in that first season. He did actually 
fuck up a field yep. quite a few times, didn't he? But it was kind of good. Yeah, and then but you he's saw just him, honest about it. Yeah. yeah, he's honest about it. And then he was improving. And then, you know, it was, it was it's a good show to watch. It's actually a really good thing. So it, it basically kind of continues on. And you sort of, I don't know, you just sort of sit in there kind of going, oh, man, he's going to stack it, isn't he? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Or, um, you know, he's going to do really well. And you're just sort of following the kind of drama of it. And he, like I keep sort of saying, he's quite... Um, He's not sort of putting on a show, I guess, like, you know, they're kind of documenting it, documentary style, so nothing's yep. kind of scripted and stuff. But you just sort of feel the tension that he's kind of going through um, and, um, you know, you kind of, yeah, you just sort of go for the ride with him, which is, it's really good. Yeah. No. I'm gonna, really I'm well gonna, done. I'm going to watch, I'm going to save it for the weekend. Um, I wonder if he kind of has any um, money in the team or whatever. Or whether, like, they've just kind of put him on because, like, obviously it's good publicity. It's really good content for Porsche as a brand. Yeah. But um, I wonder if um, he's kind of got, like, um, sort of like, you know, Patrick Dempsey sort of has a share in the team or anything. I think he might be just, a, like, a Porsche ambassador. I think he's just, like, a yeah. Porsche ambassador. Patrick Dempsey. I love that yeah. I love that podcast when they were doing with Patrick Dempsey when Spike was talking to him, an old one. Yeah. Uh, what is a Porsche ambassador? What do you get for that? He said, can you just pick any car you want? He said, yeah, basically. You can have any yeah, pretty car. Pretty much, yeah. You can just say, I want yeah. this car delivered and they just deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what a life. Living the dream. What a life. Yeah. Imagine having that. Imagine having that option to have whatever you want. Send me a speedster. Stupid. Send me a GT2 RS. dreamy. Yeah. I've, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, but all the kind of ladies keep sort of saying, oh, McDreamy is like, I don't even know what you're talking but about. He's really, but he's really, he mean, really has proved himself on the, on the, in the race circuit in motorsport. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He really has. It's like Paul Newman. Like, how good's Paul Newman? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, he's like the new Paul Newman, I guess. He's yeah. like the new Steve McQueen. Anyway. <laughs> um... What else? That's it. Uh, books. I didn't. I hmm. bought the. I don't know why. I, I bought it. It's just like a coffee table. Portion book, No, I bought the Type Seven book first because it came up oh, yeah. as being available, and it was like I don't know. It was yep. special price or something because if I order it before it was released, because it's not released on Amazon UK until I think it's right. now today or tomorrow. But I bought it pre pre order sort of thing. So yep. I bought that. It looked okay with the images that I saw on in, on Instagram on Ted Gishu's site. Um, I think yep. the graphic designer is Australian that did that book. I think I saw something in Sydney. There was some, there was some art ex gallery status? exhibition on with that Zollhouse guy, Zollhouse. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he listens to the podcast and his car was on display in some photographic exhibition in Surrey Hills, a very nice area yep. in Sydney. <laughs> um, ha, ha, ha. Uh, did you notice um, there's a Luft, Luftekult? Book version two. Yeah, I want to get that, that as well. Are you going to get it? I've I've got the I've got the first it's expensive. one. Expensive. Well, I bought. Yeah, I got the first one too. I bought the first one, but I haven't seen it yet because I had it sent to Tasha's brother. I bought it when I was in Bahrain. Um, it came oh, okay. up. It was on Luftkult and on. I bought it from Mambo actually because they're the ones that published the book for them. Um, right. And I bought it off Mambo, I think in. Australia and got it sent because it was on special so I bought it and it was the color I wanted I think I can't remember which color I bought remember how it came in different colors the first edition which color do you have I'm just looking at it pink pink and maybe pink that's what I bought too black sleeve maybe I bought two ruby, ruby 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 metallic ruby rose ruby stone. It's called ruby stone yeah I think I bought that too but yep. I saw the new ones come out it's not cheap but I I, I think I will buy it I would definitely buy it hmm. maybe they'd be special for black friday since it's black friday tomorrow all the day off. Hopefully it's 
Hopefully it's a shitload better than a man in his stupid car. No, but it, <laughs> I, keep, I keep shitting on that book no, now. If, if you want nice <laughs> nice pictures to look at, Porsche book, Type 7 book is yeah. quite good. I mean, it's based on their Instagram posts. I think the new book is a little bit different. I know it's got Zwart in it. Zwart's got some cars in it. Um, and yeah. like Steve said, the Luft Cult book is actually really good. Um, it's really good. Even yeah. though I've only seen pictures online, I haven't seen my book, but I, the way it's laid out and the imagery and everything is great. Yep. So um, I would buy the second one of that too. Um, so yep. let's go. Let's get on. I think, Steve, what we're going to have to do with this episode, because I, I, I don't know how we've, we're going long, aren't we? We're actually going long again and we've spoken for 49 minutes. I think we're going to make this part one and part two, and we'll do part two next week. Um, how does that sound? Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Well, because we're, we're talking about the title of this podcast, I think, unless I change it at the last minute, it's going to be called Porsche Hunting, um, because that's what we're always doing. We're always hunting for the right Porsche. Um, and, you know, Steve's uncle come back to the brand, you know, um, Ajma with his 912, owner stories, everyone, you know, with their own story. And, and mm-hmm. you know what I find interesting about owner stories is, and I think Barry might have said this to me, or, or someone said it to me, you know, that... Sometimes when, you, when they listen to the owner's stories, they think, oh, how am I going to tell my story? How am I going to follow up the person before, you know, because my story is not yeah. as great. To which mm-hmm. I always say it's like it's not, it's not like that because no. every story, it, 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 it resonates with certain people. You know what I mean? Like everything is a little bit different. Like I enjoyed yep. James's story about his cup cars and I really enjoyed listening yep. to, you know, um, Barry's story last week, same as I enjoy listening to Ajmal's story and, and – James from What Amateur's story, it's all and Craig's story, you know, it's all different. And Justin's yep. story, you know, they're all slightly different and but they're still common bond, Porsche, but all yep. all interesting in their own in their own way. Um, and this is what I forgot to say before. If you want to be on Porsche Gould owner stories, just reach out to me on Instagram on Porsche Gould or P997.1 or Michael Bath. Just reach out to me and tell me about your car. Um, and we'll try mm-hmm. and schedule a time. Um, I will eventually get back to you. Sometimes it takes me a little while and then I lose the message on Instagram. But just remind me if I've forgotten to um, get back to you. Um, but I've got a few people lined up actually, quite a few people now. I think I've got another three people Maybe lined you should up. use your um, Patreon funds to um, hire a secretary. Yeah, I have to get a lot more. <laughs> Mr. Bath. Yeah, once get, we get... Get it to call you Mr. Bath. Yeah, so let's get, let's get 500 members on Patreon and I'll hire a secretary. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Can I borrow a occasion? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so anyway, this, this whole episode is sort of about, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about buying Porsche, but we just want to cover one other thing first. I'm getting off the track here. The new GT3 mm. that we saw, um, and I saw it the day before, not yesterday, the day before yesterday on someone's Instagram. There's a yellow one going around Instagram. Have you seen that one, Steve? That one's retouched, I think. Yeah, so Somebody's been, taken the shots and they've just kind of cleaned it up. Yep. So it's been retouched and they've taken off the camouflage. The GT3, the new GT3, even though it's going to be released shortly, um, it's still got camouflage on it. And this was apparent last night if you watch, and I think it was only released yesterday, last night, uh, Carfection yeah. video. If you haven't seen it already, go and look at it. Uh, Henry Catchpole it's good. It's really with good. AP, Andy Pruninger. Um, yep. And even he said it's still got camouflage on it because he made a joke about the rear of it saying we try to make it as ugly as possible and this is all camouflage, like it's not going to look and like And it's this. working because idiots like us are all kind of going, oh, I don't like it. And yeah. he sort of said, yeah, exactly, because you're not supposed to like it. It's yeah. got camouflage on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So let's just set the scene. So Henry Catchpole is very, very lucky. He gets to go to this room. This room, when you watch it, this room is full of GT3s, every generation of GT3. You know, every GT car, GT car, every, sorry, in the room. Yeah, so, so he gets GT2s to, and 911Rs and all that sort of stuff. Yes, yeah, so he gets to see all of them. 
in one corner, there's one under a black cover, which is apparently the one uncamouflaged. So it's already ready to be launched, which means it must be launched pretty soon, right? It must be very, very soon. Yeah, I guess so. And then they actually go through a black one, which has still got camouflage on the back. Like Steve said, it's really ugly on the back. The interesting point I found about it, and when you watch the video or see this, is huh. that he said the wing. He said this is not, you know, of course this is not what the wing's going to look like. It's going to be prettier than this or something yep. like that. So the, the wing... I think he was pointing at the stanchions, which are the kind of uprights that support it and stuff like that. He sort of... I think he was sort of saying that that would be kind of... Like, there's still stuff all over it and that they would kind of... You can tell, like, they wouldn't make it as ugly as that. He was kind of, again, laughing about it. Um, so it still has all this kind of cladding all over it, but it is effectively going to be like that swan neck kind of design where it's suspended from the top rather than the underside. Yeah, so it gives a nice flat surface so it helps the aerodynamics and makes the yeah. aerodynamics more effective, more efficient, you know? That's the whole yep. point of it, right? Um, yep. But I think it looks, I think it looks pretty good. Um, when I saw that yellow one on Instagram, I wasn't convinced because, I don't know, the wing yeah. starts up almost underneath the back windscreen, right? It starts up very high at the back windscreen almost where it's joined yeah. in on that image. It looks... I don't know. There was something weird about the wing, even in that yellow one. It'd be interesting to see once it actually is completely uncovered from camo and, and the final, the final version. But it was interesting, Steve, about the rear glass being um, lightweight glass, huh? Yeah, they. Um, he kind of said like, which um, very obvious, but um, every RS model kind of features of the RS model then finds its way into the kind of following standard GT3. But they've never done things like um, lightweight glass in a standard kind of GT3 before. They've never done a carbon bonnet for a GT3. Um, and then, like, again, he kind of made light of it, but it then makes it harder to kind of follow up with an even more special RS kind of version. Well, that's the you thing. Know, it's cool. It's that's way a, cool. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, isn't it? Carbon bonnet, mm. like you said, lightweight glass. What are they going to do on the RS to make the RS, you know, above that? What are they going to do? don't know. <laughs> they they know, must have but, something... Um, Unless it's, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. They, I mean, they're certainly kind of just, you know, year, year after year, generation after generation, like they're just kind of honing the hell out of the car. The, the one um, thing I did want to ask you, though, the transmission, mm. I, I didn't quite follow it. I have to watch it again. The transmission in mm. the GT3 is automatic? That one they were showing was a, a PDK or it was a manual? It was a, it was a PDK, but it had a manual-looking stick. Yeah, like sorry, yeah, shifter. So I couldn't tell if that was like a test mule gag type thing or whether he was sort of saying I think sorry, I think what he was getting at was that in a current nine nine two is that instead of having a shifter it's got that little brawn shaver, you know, knobby thing. Yeah. But in the in the PDK version of the upcoming GT three, it's going to have a shifter so you can still kind of shift gears by, you know, like hitting moving the stick backwards and forwards as opposed to you can't actually do that anymore. Like you can only do that with paddles in a, yeah, in a standard 992. So it looks like it's almost like a newer sportomatic type transmission. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell if I couldn't work was, out if he was serious uh, or not because it sounded like it was going to have a shifter as a manual shifter, but you also have the paddles. So you have both. Yeah, which is what um, like... Um, uh, They've don't they've got that in a nine one nine nine one point two or a nine nine one. No, but it's a sorry, traditional yeah. shifter though. It's like a manual shift knob. It looks like a traditional shifter. No, it's a PDK shifter, isn't it? 
Was it? I don't know. When I look, you when know how showing, you can you hmm. take it and then you slot it to the kind yeah, of yeah. left, and then you yeah. can kind of just push it up or down. Um, because they've lost that in the nine nine two generation, I thought that what he was trying to say was that you're going to have the option of being able to kind of shift using oh, okay. the shift knob. Because um, it looked more which, the images when they were showing you inside the car very quickly, it almost looked like a traditional looked like manual, a manual knob, manual, manual yeah. knob, and manual gate manual transmission type look yes so it was a bit yeah. confusing they weren't giving it away completely he was sorry it was it was yeah. tempting he was trying to taunt us with it but so i'm still not sure what it is unless they've done He's something very um unless they've done oh, something sorry. where they don't have to offer a pdk and a manual they just offer both together mm, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I, I was i'm sorry i was about to say um like how good's um andy pointing is he's um just perfect level of articulate and sort of, you know, slightly kind of humorous, yeah. kind of joking around. Don't know if he's done media training or anything, but he's he's really good as the kind of um, the front man for um, the GT, GT division. Yeah. Like really, really good. I mean, Henry Catchpole didn't really have to say that much at all in that video. In fact, yeah. he doesn't sound, say hardly really like anything. Catchpole too. Yeah. yeah. He just let uh, Prodinja AP talk and, and he's, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, and yeah. everyone should listen to that podcast when he was on Spike as well, because that's a good episode too, ages ago. Yeah, ages sounds, ago. sounds like one big thing though is they've kind of completely redone the front suspension, so it's gone from, I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't, like yeah. going from um, McPherson struts to wishbones or double wishbones or something, which means he was kind of implying that the steering feel is going to be like really direct and really kind of precise, which will be kind of pretty cool again. Yeah. He seemed pretty proud of that actually when he was talking about that, didn't mm. he? He seemed like that was one of those things that they'd, they'd nailed and he was really happy with it, the way he was talking about it. Yeah. Like a really, yep. a really big point in the driving experience of the new GT3. Just sounds like um, people that are in that sphere, like a Spike or Zuckerman or whatever. I bet you they're kind of chomping at the bit to kind of have a go and get in one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, like just going back to um, me kind of going for my Virgin drive in a 991, um, you know how I sort of said that I was quite like um, impressed at how it, it still kind of had the character to it. Yes. It made me kind of go, oh, I would really love to have a go in a, in a GT3, like a 991 or a 992 GT3 now because um, I sort of have a bit more faith that it's probably got a lot more of the personality that I sort of assumed that maybe had been dialed out of it. But you heard you heard him say in that video about the 991.2 GT3, like it's just perfection. You know, even yeah, AP said yeah, that, yeah. like he was even raving yeah. about it. You hard know act what I mean? to follow. Yeah, yeah, hard act to follow because the 991.2, not the one, the 991.2 is, is a yeah. really great car, almost a perfect car, basically, he said. Yeah, and interestingly too, I guess... Um, and the 997, um, he said, was a great car too. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. like he was, still, he was still saying how good, like, you know, that kind of combination of um, the seats and um, just that kind of standard 3.6 litre engine, which is what I've kind of got, um, how kind of fun that still is. Yeah, he was, he was really happy with that. But do you think that's more an emotional thing with him because that was the first one that he really worked on? Because he, when he came, into, he came into Porsche, the 996 had already been partly developed or almost fully developed, uh, right? I think he said... And the 997 was his first full car that he was a part of. Yeah, but I think he sort of had a pretty big role to play like 996.2 onwards and like the RS. You okay. know, he was talking a lot about the 996 yeah. RS. 
The oh, RS so was nice though, huh? With the white with the blue wheels. Yeah, the I blue, like that combination. It's a nice combination. But yeah, the two, yeah. for the record, and Steve's spot on as always, he's got the 997.1. The 997.1 GT3 and the 991.2 GT3. And I think they're the two ones that you look at if you're looking for a GT3. But mm, yeah. but price-wise, and it always comes down to price, and I go back to... Um, Money, yeah. I go back to James's um, owner stories, James in, in Melbourne with the cup cars and the SCs and the air cools and the 9924 turbos. And, you know, James has a great story, but, you know, um, it's about the price, right? It's about finding the car at the right price. And if you have the, the opportunity, you got, if you have yeah. the opportunity to drive a GT3 and you can get one at, say, a 991.1 in the early 200s, like very early 200s. Steve sent me late last night a, a, an image of a car for sale at... Scuderia Graziani oh, yeah. in Sydney, which is a <coughs> which is a dealer I bought my car from, um, for two hundred and twenty nine thousand or something was it, Steve? No, it was listed at I think it what was it listed at about two. It's cheap. Two was it two forty or a bit over two forty? And I think um, I was playing um, hypothetical with you, which is like so pretend like pretend you can kind of get that down to sort of more like about two thirty five or two thirty, which, which you would with them. Which you would get a yeah. discount. So, it's like for a up. for a pretty low mileage. Sorry, I can't remember exactly what the 8, mileage was. But it was only 18, 14, I think it was a bit higher. Fourteen thousand, yeah. so like or maybe something. eighteen thousand on a nine nine So it's PDK only. It was white. I sorry, I didn't look at the absolute it didn't spec have of it. Seats. But it didn't have the lightweight buckets. It had normal the sports seats. Club didn't sport. have roll bar. But yeah. still, for a driving experience. Now, my problem with the nine nine one point one GT three and it's not that I don't look Would at them. Would you do it? Well, yep. I think if they get, if it's close to 200K, I think you'd have to seriously think that this is a really good car to buy for 200,000. Do you know what I mean? But, okay, so but uh, my problem let's is, keep playing hypothetical. No, but my um, problem is, Steve, I don't understand yeah. completely yeah. the thing about the engine with this guarantee. And I noticed a, there's probably a few on car sales in Australia and I noticed them on the UK as well that have had engine yeah. replacements, right? Yep. Now, obviously, the engine replacement, the engine in the GT3, we've said before, is E, F, and G. The first one is E. Yep. The one you want is the F or the G, but the G is the is the one to take, which is the latest uh, the latest version of yep. it without the issues. But yep. Some people say it still has, could still have issues, and their warranty that Porsche give you still in, encompasses all of those E, F, and G engines. But this 10-year yep. engine, engine warranty, yep. it's 10 years from the date of manufacturer you know so, i i have no well they've got this 10-year engine warranty which was all done by because porsche yes. club of us you know went to porsche and said it wasn't right and then they got yep. this warranty right so everyone in the yep. world benefits from this warranty and it's a 10-year warranty where porsche will replace the engine if anything happens to it and it's transferable yep. to new owners um and it's a 10-year yep. warranty now i don't know whether that adds on to the warranty of the car that it originally had or it starts from the beginning of the period when you bought the car so if you have a 2014 no, no, 1.1. Ends at 2024, yeah. 24, so you got to 24, so it's 21. So you got three years. But if you own that car for three years of ownership, then at the end of your ownership, you're pretty much at the end of the warranty period. And then what's going to happen to your value when you try to sell it? And that's my main concern with this car. Yes. So that that's the conundrum of the question. Like, partly it's like, would you do it? So um, if it, because the prices keep dropping and that one at um, Graziani, is indicative like i think i had a kind of i i sort of follow gt3s and i noticed um 
just 901.1s just kind of keep coming down. Like there's a yeah. few there floating around 250 and there's some that are kind of less and less. They, they're not as rare as, um, say, 997, so I reckon there's going to be a few few of them out there. Um, well, you know, yeah. like at that sort of price point, like it's going to be an unreal car. Like, yeah, you're going to sort of have uh, worries about the reliability, but, you know, once you start kind of getting down to like the 200 mark, then your kind of interesting option would be, would you do it? Or would you still then kind of go for a 997 GT3, which... Uh, but you won't get a 997 sort of... GT3 for 200. It's hard to get one for 200. We didn't talk about your friend, mm-hmm. actually. We're going to run out of time. We didn't talk about him. Um, okay. We should talk next time. You want to talk about... We'll talk about it quickly before we end, but we won't... We'll, we'll come back next week and, and keep continuing with this conversation because we haven't actually finished. Mm. Yeah, sure. But it's a tricky one. I don't know. And then... If they're going to flood the market, if these GT3s are going to start flooding the market because people who bought them in 14 or 15 are now starting to think, you know, the next owner is going to keep for this amount of years, you know, how how long are they going to wait? You know what I mean? Um, because even with this one, like I said, you know, you keep it for three years, what's going to happen then? I, I don't know. I, I think the prices yeah. are going to bottom out. I think they're going to really dive. They're going to dive but, strong. They're going to dive in a big way. It, isn't it sort of similar to like a, a 996 IMS type, kind of conversation where everybody's sort of worried about it but like how prevalent is it really and then you kind of go like isn't when you get to the point of like that type of performance like an engine that revs to 9000 and this that and everything else and they look really good blah 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 um and instead of it being like 350 or 300 you can pick one up for 200 like that surely that's sort of like a performance bargain yeah i mean if they go down to 170 or 160 you'd be you'd be crazy i guess you'd have to just pick one up right if you can afford it, yeah. How much does yeah. a replacement engine cost? If if you're out of warranty and then you got to buy the replacement engine, it has to be fully replaced, Correct. right? It has to be a fully created engine. The ones that they were doing, I, they were changing. Know. I read an ad. There was an ad. I think it's still available on car sales in Australia, where it said it mm-hmm. had a new engine, complete new yep. engine. It was you know, and the new engine had this amount of kilometers on it from Porsche. Yeah, don't know, don't know. Let's just we're, we're talking about buying and selling cars. We're talking about buying cars, but let's just talk about quickly Steve, before we go because we're we're at an hour. Yeah, sure. I'm going to continue this episode next week, and we're going to continue with the buying and selling thing. We're going to chat about next week, so I think we'll continue sure. on into it. So we'll make it like a part one, part two thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. let's just quickly talk about your friend. Think of this as the teaser. Yeah. So <laughs> here's the teaser. I don't know how we couldn't. These hours go so quickly. I think we're going to have to end up doing Joe Rogan style podcast, but they go for three hours. Because I think we're like running. I don't out listen of time. to Joe Rogan's so Yeah, <laughs> you don't um, listen to him. I well, don't really either. Except I yeah. listened to the Kanye West one because that was that was entertaining. I found that very oh, entertaining. Okay. <laughs> it was funny. I can um, imagine that being entertaining. Was, you sh- honestly, if you don't listen to Joe Rogan, just go there and listen to Kanye West. And I know a lot of people hate him, but you just got to yeah. listen. You just got to listen to him because it really is. <laughs> it's just you just go. Right. What is going on? What is he's on a different on? planet? A little bit. Um, yeah. So Steve's friend uh, was looking at, we thought last week that he was going to buy a 996 Turbo. <laughs> he was on the cusp of it. He got the guy down well, to I hope a, he doesn't mind me talking about this. I hope this. he doesn't. I don't know if you... We're saying this yeah. in all... He, does, he wouldn't mind. We're not mentioning his name. Um, but he got the guy to know. a good price. So what's happened in the last few days? Um, so he was, he was sort of on the cusp of like um, trying to work out like a 996 uh, turbo that he had kind of found and then I won't go through the kind of gory detail of any of that but um, sort of um, you will have noticed I think you and I were sort of texting late 
Friday, was it, last yeah. week? Yeah. Um, when a new ad on car sales popped up for a white GT3, 907.1 GT3, like similar to mine. Yeah, not club um, sport. Comfort spec, but um, about 50,000K on it, white. Yeah. Um, and the seller was really kind of honest and sort of said, yes, the car's done you know, a bit of club um, track time, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then some of my mates sort of texted me, so I said, oh, what about this? I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realise that he was thinking about it. And, I, you know, he was just, he was just asking me questions about um, uh, GT3s, 907 GT3s, which yes. I can um, sort of obviously answer from experience. Yeah. And I was just answering his questions about, you know, um, a, a few watchouts in my opinion, like what, what, what does insurance cost me, that, that type of thing. And then... <laughs> This was like late Friday, and then I think by Monday after lunch, he sent me a text sort of saying, I bought it. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, cool. cool I man. know the price that it was listed at, and it was it was reasonable. It was about where they're sitting. Personally for me, I, personally for yeah. me, and I hope he's not listening and gets upset by this, but personally for me, for the extra $15,000... I would have bought the silver club sport one that was for sale. That's still available. How much is that listed at? Isn't How much it? is the silver one listed at? Two three five, right? I can't remember. I'm I think it's two three five or two forty. I would have bought that one. I would have tried to do a deal with that guy because it's been for sale for a while. It's got the lightweight buckets. Personally, I would have bought that one. Uh, I don't know whether he saw yeah. it, but I. It's been for sale. Oh, for he a, would have seen it's it. It's been for sale for a bit, and the guy hasn't sold it. I mean. It, it could be more than that. Sorry, I could have misquoted. It could be two. I think it might be more than two four nine. Is and it? It's not that it much might, more. It's, so the thing is that it might be the fact that that the seller of that car might sort of be sitting on call it two four five or whatever it is, um, and not really wanting to negotiate at all. Whereas um, you know, like the other people might be a kind of a little bit more negotiable. I just like, like look, I, if you're paying I, that much money, roughly, though, if you're paying that much money, I mean, I don't know how much of a discount he got off the other guy. But if you're paying that much money, it's not much more to go just to get for me. I, I don't know. For me, if I wanted – but, you know, I'm, I'm serious here. If I bought a 997 GT3, I couldn't buy the Comfort Spec. I just couldn't buy it. I'd have to buy the Club Sport like yours. It just To me, it just doesn't doesn't make sense with that car. Um, for me. Yeah. For me. If I'm going to spend that much money, I, I need it to be more special. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Um, I definitely prefer like um, – the club sport spec purely or mainly for the the seats the buckets and like yes you can kind of go and source yourself a pair and retrofit them but they're like twenty thousand dollars yeah seats, they're very expensive exactly well there's the um, difference of the other car see i think though steve might for me and mm. i just want to clarify this because i don't want anyone to get upset with me um especially mm. a friend if he listens to this because i'm in a 997 already mm. if i went to a 997 gt3 in a 0.1 i want mm. it to feel I know it'll feel different in the engine. I know it's a completely different car, but I need inside yeah, yeah. to also feel like it's a different car. And when it's yep. in club sport, it will feel like a different car. You know what I mean? And I yeah, know yeah, it does because yeah. I've been in yours and it feels like a completely different car when you sit in those seats. Yeah, yeah, the I, whole I experience that you sit in and the way you sit in that seat and how it hugs you and everything, it's just, it's a different experience. And I like that experience. And maybe because I've, I've had that experience, that's why I know that I could only buy one with, it, with those speeds, with that, with that spec. 
It's all personal preference, obviously. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I think um, if I was shopping again for a 997, that I would probably make um, club sport spec sort of fairly strong in my list of priorities. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, there is one thing about it, which is um, if you don't fit those seats particularly well, like a lot of people have actually said that, they do find them uncomfortable. And then the other one is that um, the club sport, the the space behind your seats with the yeah. cage and everything, it really is quite unusable. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it's really hard to kind of jam stuff behind there. You can't even, it's, it's a bit hard to kind of squeeze like a soft overnight bag behind your seats, whereas without the cage yeah, true. with um, comfort on, seats and yep. stuff, like the car is going to be more practical. Yep. yep. Like I can't. I can barely do the shopping yeah. in my car. <laughs> yeah, no, it's more practical. But for me, if you want a practical car, you buy a Carrera S or a GTS. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. a GT3 is a practical car in, as it is. So Different. I don't want... Yeah, depends yeah, on your... Yeah, it depends, depends on, on your use. But I think, you know, coming... If you are not haven't had a 911 for a while and you go... And I think it's a great car. I think still it's... You know, you can't... Still mm. a GT3. But for me, oh, I, I just... Special as all hell. Yeah. yeah, I just need it to be more different than what I have as in interior yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, something that makes you feel I like you're in something different. The very interesting thing though, like I know it was going to be one of the things that we'll talk about in the next, next one is, um, uh, just, um, prices because you never really know what the price of something is because we only ever see the advertised price. You don't know what the selling price is. So like when, whenever we kind of talk about stuff or when we're just kind of noodling through all these things and, fantasizing about the next car that we'd like to buy yeah just because it like a gt3 like a 997 gt3 is advertised at you know to call it 230 you don't really know like if it goes for 230 or if it actually kind of goes for 210 or whatever but then you read on some um, forums that people are saying these people don't want to come down in price they just won't budge yeah you know what i mean that people just um, aren't budging they just think they can get the money so they won't budge but I'm very interested in the fact that I would have, I actually, um, and I sort of said this to my mate um, when he first asked me about the knot last week, but quite a few weeks ago, when he first started just picking my brains, my feeble little brain about, you know, Porsches, yep. um, I sort of said to him, oh, I reckon like really the kind of going rate for a 997 GT3 is probably about, Everyone seems to be kind of asking 200, but I reckon it's probably more about the 180, maybe 190. I think it's higher. But I actually think it's higher. Yeah, it's higher. It's actually, it's higher than I thought that it was. I think it's 220. I think it really is 220. I don't know. I've got no idea. That's what I meant by you've only got advertised price, not selling prices to kind of try to figure it out. True. So next week, we're going to talk about more. Um, we're going to talk about car hunting and buying pointers and, and just process of buying a car or more, process of buying a Porsche, basically. Um, we were going to talk about it today. Uh, we sort of led into it today, but now we've run out of time because we're at an hour 15. But I just want to ask yeah, one it just more. Seemed, um, I just want to ask one more Sorry, question. it just seemed topical. Yep. It seemed topical because, um, like, like, for me, my uncle and then my mate were kind of getting themselves into new 911s and you're constantly sort of on the hunt and stuff like that. So it was just interesting that like people like all around us were kind of asking little kind of questions or points of view about like, how do you approach it and PPIs and this and that. So yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a really good topic and it's a great topic for us to chat about next week. So we'll continue into that next week. So we'll finish this episode off next week. All right. I think that's it for today, Steve. Yeah, cool. I think we've, sorry, like I know 
we were we got all excited and talked um, quite at length about it. But um, it's just I, it, it's funny because um, listening to my uncle talk about it and my mate talk about kind of getting it, and I know you're kind of constantly talking about nine twelves and a GT three dream and all of that. I am not in the position to kind of go and buy a new car, but I actually get quite excited when um, when um, like yeah. all this conversation is kind of going on. Like I'm actually genuinely really really pumped for my uncle and really excited for my mate um, who's um, picking up his GT3 on Sunday. Yeah, it's exciting when it comes to fruition. It'd be good when you go for a drive with him too because you have two white GT3s together. Well, I'm waiting for you to get yours and then there's going to be three. <laughs> three. I'm not going to get It'll a white mad. one. I'm not going to get a white fun. one. That'd be, that'd be too odd. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like in all seriousness, like the um, what we were saying before about driving in convoy, like... Yeah. Um, so much more fun, yeah, like no, kind of having buddies fun. to kind of. I won't be able to keep with. up to you guys though. You'd be like way ahead of me. It's no different, mate. You'll be in the same equipment. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna we're gonna end it. We've gone a bit long today. Uh, I hope you guys are still here at the end. Um, but thanks for listening to the Porsche Cool Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Um, we'll talk again no next week, and we'll continue the buying and selling and and Porsche hunt conversation. You're going to have to think of a different title for this one. <laughs> mm, maybe I can use the same title. I'll see how it goes. Pro, prologue. <laughs> yeah. I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Um, yeah, cool. I always come up with something stupid. Last episode was really popular, so people like that one. So I'm guessing it was the Just title. Just call that again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was the, the, the description about being grumpy or you being grumpy. Um, yeah, okay. People have said to me they listen to our grumpy podcast, so they seem to be happy with it. Um, okay. Good. All right. That's All right, it. Mate. We're going to go. We've gone over. It's one hour and 20 or one hour and 10, one hour and 15. It's, it's, it's too long. But normally we'd like an hour. So, All right, Steve. Thanks, mate. We'll talk next thanks, week. Mate. All right. Take care. You too. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening and bye for now. <laughs>